This is Donna Skoglund, and you are listening to The Pleasure Project Podcast, episode 131. A few weeks ago, I experienced a ton of failures. It was just one of those weeks where it was fail after fail after fail. It's like everything I tried didn't work. As I failed my way through the week, I thought a lot about how I personally handle failures. And I consider myself really well-versed at failing, (laughs) partly because I set really big goals, I tend to have really high expectations, and I win some and I lose some. But there's one thing that I know about myself, and that is that I don't give up. I've fallen down and picked myself up more times than I can count, and I know I will never stop trying. When you're not good at failing, You avoid situations where failure is a possibility. I have a client who has experienced a lot of success in his life, and he was always really good at school, and he's used to winning. And putting himself in a situation where he might fail is so terrifying that he doesn't even give himself the opportunity to possibly succeed. And I think of that as failing ahead of time. And I think a lot of people do this. It's the fear of failure is so scary that it's not even thinkable. It's not even worth trying in their minds. So in this podcast, I want to share why it is absolutely worth failing big and failing often. I want to start with defining failure. Failure is simply something not turning out the way that you want it to, which happens all the time. 50% of the time, life does not go as planned, and we find ourselves in situations where we wish it was different. But that doesn't have to be a problem, because that's life. The actual problem is not the failing. It's not when things don't turn out the way that we want it to. The problem is how we handle it. It's the story that we tell about the failure. It's what we make it mean about us as a person and how we react to failing. The mistake I see people make is that they identify with the failure. There is failing and then there's being a failure. Those are two very different things. So when you identify with the failure, you make it mean that because you failed, you must be a failure. That must mean that there's something inherently wrong with you that you failed. And then when you see yourself as a failure and you have that identity, you create a lot of self-doubt, insecurity, shame, and then you act from those emotions. And what that looks like is hiding, avoiding, and procrastination, which just reinforces the narrative about being a failure. You create more evidence that you are failing, which just reinforces this disempowering identity and thought that you have, this belief that you have about yourself. The other mistake people make is the painful emotions that are a result of when things don't happen 
the way that you want them to, it creates disappointment, frustration, feeling the feelings of failure, whatever those are, is the way that you react to those feelings is to numb, escape, or suppress those emotions. That could look like unhealthy self-soothing with food, alcohol, drugs, shopping, retail therapy, or it's the effort mentality, which is just thinking, what's the point? And that usually comes when we feel defeated. And then again, it's creating even more fails in your life and things to feel like a failure about. So what does it look like to fail better? There are three things, three steps to feel to failing better. And speaking from someone who has had lots of practice failing and learning how to fail better. The first step is to give yourself space to fully feel the pain of the failure. To process the emotions that come from not working out the way that you wanted and to feel them all the way through, to feel that intensity, that rawness, those sensations in your body, to hold space for them, to allow them. When you can do this, when you can teach yourself to feel the intensity of those difficult emotions without running away from them, what you're doing is showing yourself that you can handle it. And when you can know that you can handle it, yes, it's totally uncomfortable. It's intense. It doesn't feel good, but you can absolutely breathe through that. And if you can do this repeatedly and get comfortable in that discomfort, you won't avoid putting yourself in situations where you fail. I think of this as clean pain. This is the pure, painful part of life, the part of being human and the part of going after what you want, which is sometimes you don't get what you want. That is the 50-50 of life. Success isn't possible without failure. The clean pain is that initial emotional reaction to not getting what we want. The dirty pain is the disempowering story we create from that, or how we identify as a failure, or maybe how we handle those emotions in unhealthy ways, the the numbing, the the escaping, the self-soothing, that's the dirty pain. So the clean pain, if you can learn how to do that better and feel it fully all the way through and build your own emotional resilience, then nothing stops you. The second step, after you have processed the emotion, and it's really important that you do this after you process the emotion, processing the emotion always comes first, then you want to step back and evaluate. Ask yourself what worked, because probably it wasn't a total failure. Probably there were some things that worked. So you want to go there first. And that just helps you start out on a little bit more of a positive note. 
Then ask yourself, okay, what didn't work about this? And see what you already know could have been, could have not worked. Then ask yourself, what can I learn from this? What is the lesson here? This is such a good question. And this helps you get stay very curious and open and interested and willing to look at the failure. When you don't do this, you don't want to feel the feelings, you don't want to look at it, and then you don't get, gain anything from it. And the final question is, what can I try differently next time? There is so much gold to be extracted from your failures. There's so much information. I heard somewhere someone was talking about failing and learning from your failures. And he said, it's like, when we don't do this, when we don't evaluate and ask yourself these three, these four questions, what worked? What didn't work? What did I learn? What can I try differently next time? It's like putting your best player on the team on the bench. Your fails can be the best player. So as cliche as it sounds, you want to grow from your failures. So you turn those failures into wins. As the saying goes, you can win or you can learn. The third step is to pick yourself back up and try again. When you get thrown from the horse, the best thing to do is get right back on it. Be willing to, to fail again because you know that you can handle the emotions and you will learn from it. So when you do step one, processing the emotion, and step two, evaluating and learning from it, then it's not a problem to fail again. You build resilience. The most successful people in the world are the ones who are willing to fail repeatedly and keep going until they succeeded. I'm going to give you some examples of those people. In 1995, Jay-Z tried tirelessly to strike a record deal and not a single label would sign him. And then he went on to create his own company and he went platinum. The same year, 1995, all 12 major publishers rejected J.K. Rowling's Harry Potter script. Now we know that's one of the most successful books in history. Stephen King's first novel, Carrie, was rejected 30 times before it was published. At the age of 62, Colonel Sanders set out with a $105 social security check in hand to pitch his chicken recipe to restaurants. 1,009 people told him he was crazy, but he didn't give up. Now he's a huge success. Thomas Edison is attributed with failing over 10,000 times to invent the light bulb, but he also didn't give up. When a newspaper reporter asked him if he felt like a failure and asked if he should give up after gone through over 9,000 failed attempts, Edison said, why would I feel like a failure? And why would I ever give up? I now know definitely over 9,000 ways an electric light bulb will not work. Success is almost in my grasp. 
and Disney was fired by the editor in 1919 from his job at the Kansas City Star paper because he, quote unquote, lacked imagination and had no good ideas. So when you learn how to fail well, failures make you stronger and smarter. Putting yourself in harm's way and being willing to fail again and again leads to a more interesting, more meaningful, more exciting, and more diverse life. Success is built on a pile of failures, so get to work stacking up those failures because you can't get to achievement without them. They are required. So, oh, I forgot, Oprah, another one. She was fired by a producer of a local TV station because they said she was quote-unquote unfit for television. I hope all of these examples of massive failures make you feel a little bit better about your own. (laughs) And most importantly, being willing to go out there and fail again. So fail big, keep failing, and most importantly, fail better. You know you're failing well when you feel even more determined, committed, and motivated with every single failure. The Pleasure Project program is open for early enrollment next week, if you're listening to this when this episode comes out, on October 13th to 15th. And this is a six-month group coaching program where we set goals and we fail together and we win together, but most importantly, we grow together. And the value of doing this work in a group is that we not only learn from our own failures, but because we do this in a group, we learn from each other's failures, which makes the learning exponential. And you see that you are not, there's nothing wrong with you, and that So many other people just like you are failing as well and struggling and trying things and things aren't working out and that's okay. So the question is, are you going to keep your life small and avoid failures and fail ahead of time and not even attempt big things, not even go after big goals because you might fail? Or are you willing to go after them and learn and grow from them and see what is possible for your life. So I hope you choose the latter. Stay tuned for early enrollment and I will talk to you soon.